listeners, welcome to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. This week, I wanted to talk to you all, well, I guess I should say this time, because I don't record every week, but this time, I wanted to record an episode all about the wounded feminine. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this, for one, last week's episode did really fucking well, oddly enough. It's funny because so many episodes I've put so much research and time into, and then my last episode was very much just a reflection on everything, and it did super, super well, like better than any episode I've ever dropped has gone. Um, So thank you for that. So I wanted to do a follow-up on The Wounded Feminine. Um, and the reason why is because there's been a lot, well, there, there's always been a lot of this, but there's a lot of, uh, spiritual influencers out there who you have to be kind of weary of. And if you've listened to my episodes in the past, you know that I'm definitely someone who isn't into labels. I'm not into having a worship or extremist mentality. I think it's very unhealthy for us. I think that it's important to be able to be open to all aspects of information, however they are coming at you. And it's also very important to be able to put yourself in a mental space to where you can hear the information, but you don't necessarily have to absorb it. It doesn't necessarily have to reflect on all aspects of your life, but you can instead just be hearing the information for what it is and for who it's coming from. You know, it's like it goes along with terms of seed planting. What you're taking from someone's message is what speaks to you in this moment. And sometimes there's more, sometimes there's nothing for you there. Sometimes you go back and hear something and you didn't realize that that's, or the way you receive it later on in life isn't how you expected it to be received early on in life, if that makes any sense at all. I don't know. I might be rambling. But anyway, this is about Teal Swan. She is not someone who I had ever followed before seeing her on Instagram. And she has a lot of YouTube videos out there. She's a very controversial person right now. Um, I view her as someone who kind of speaks on deep immersion therapy. She definitely does a lot of shadow work. Um, But the blurbs that she posts on Instagram are very true and very to the point. She's a very direct woman. And, you know, a lot of aspects of that is definitely her representing living in her masculine. And if she has a documentary on Hulu, which is why I'm recording this episode right now, because I was um, turned on to it by someone who is a friend of ours. And I had posted something in my story that I had posted one of Teal Swan's videos on my story. And someone asked if I had seen the documentary, The Deep End. And she is actually someone who pushed the publishing of this documentary as well. So I found all of that pretty interesting because um, it's brought in a lot of controversy into her world as if she didn't have a lot already. So I watched it. It's called The Deep End. And oh shit, I was not ready for that. I did not know the full spectrum of how she does her work. Um, I knew that the way she represented herself in her videos was very strong, very stern, and sometimes that type of way of approaching people doesn't always speak well. But the other side of it is because she knows so well the trauma that she has gone through 
And because she knows so well the awareness that she personally has gone through, she feels very stern in speaking and seeing the way that she does. But I didn't know it went to the levels that it fucking goes to. Um, So I highly suggest you downloading a free trial for Hulu or uh, (laughs) you need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's only four episodes, so it's really not very long at all. Um, but it is a rabbit hole. Holy shit. So before we get into all of that, I just want to say when you're living in your masculine, it's very much the active aspects of who you are and your feminine is your natural essence to be vulnerable. Um, with the way that Teal Swan is, I don't really see her as someone who's very vulnerable Um, I see her as someone who, you know, like I said, she's very stern. She's very to the point. She knows exactly the message that she wants to bring across and the moment that she wants to bring it across in. The problem that I saw or noticed is that she doesn't really allow for anyone to question or challenge or almost be the mirror back to her own self. So my views of her completely changed after watching this. They kind of go on to allude that she's a cult leader. (laughs) And in a lot of ways, yeah, you could definitely say that she is leading a cult. I also wonder, though, because I've been watching some shows on cults and extremist mentality. And the sad thing is that a lot of people need someone to follow they need someone so that way they can like feel well this is who I get my information from and if they're doing okay I'm gonna do okay at the end of the day we are all gonna be okay um the important thing to remember is that every interaction that we make in life is a mirror to ourselves and so when we get people who come into our life who are challenging us on things It's not to tell us that we're wrong. It's to shed light on the areas that we're not necessarily seeing, but we could improve if we do see. She's not open to this. And after watching the documentary, it was very apparent that she's not open at all to receiving from the people around her. And I think that's a very dangerous state to be in. Um... Because you're not allowing yourself to reflect on yourself. You're kind of just going out thinking that everything that you're saying is whole and absolute truth. But what are you doing and what are your ripple effects? And I feel like we see a lot of this in society where we have these very strong, independent women who have very strong mindsets, who have a very clear message but they don't allow any of their vulnerable femininity to come into play. And it's all their masculine. It's all their dominant um, dominance leading how they're approaching and helping people. So is she a cult leader or is she a platonic dom daddy who literally gets people to sign contracts to work within her community? Because we have to remember, like, with communities like the one that Teal Swan leads... People don't get into it, like, against their free will. They get into it because they don't have people who they're connected with. They get into it because 
you know, like their family or their beginning of their life was traumatic and they feel very seen by people like Teal who who have gone through all of that, who speak on that and who provide um, words that help your soul in a way. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm definitely not saying it's right. And I think a lot of the ways, well, okay, let me just describe to you what I watched in this documentary. So let's call this section So Woke It's Blinding because there are some spiritual wokeness red flags that I want all of you to have and be equipped with because all of us fall victim to um, situations and to people and energy vampires and, you know, just people in our life who we think are there to help us, but in reality, they have an ulterior agenda or their vision is very clouded by clout or clouded by who they're connected to and because they're connected to that person and because they pay for this weekend retreat, they are so fucking above you. And that is a huge spiritual red flag. You don't need to go to any retreat in order to dive into yourself and do your shadow work. You can do your shadow work in your bedroom. You can do your shadow work during yoga. You can do your shadow work in the midst of a workout. You can literally do your shadow work in ways that are not having to pay thousands of dollars to go somewhere to heal yourself. You are given everything within to be able to heal in any way that you choose. All that you need is that loving space for yourself. All that you need is to have that loving awareness, which is why I'm always talking about it because I think it's so important to get your foundation of your self-love so that way you're not tricked by these other people who claim to have a better avenue than you would be able to do for yourself. I've been so blessed my entire life that my grandpa has this mindset of always kind of not mocking self-help, but treating it as like, oh, so you're going to pay someone to tell you what you already know, because that's the essence of it. Most of these things you do already know, you're just looking for validation in someone else. But really what you should be doing is looking in the mirror in your own eyes and finding that validation within because you don't need anyone else in order to validate something for you. You don't need anyone else to validate how you're feeling, um, what emotions are running through you. Granted, those emotions don't always need to be expelled into the world. Those emotions, the goal of life, in my opinion, is to learn how to master your emotions and how you react to your emotions um, because as soon as you can learn how to manage how you're reacting to your emotions, you're no longer victim to them. You can be aware of when something's coming up and how you're feeling about it, and you can either hold that awareness until you're in a safe space to process through all of the emotion, or just notice it for what it is. It's an emotion that comes up. You don't always need to have the exterior world know that that is what is going on internally and the same in the opposite where you know if you do feel like you need to have those emotions validated in the exterior ask yourself why is it because there's someone in your life who you need validation from them because it's your partner maybe and so maybe you're not feeling seen or you're not feeling heard um 
You know, there's so many layers to this. So many, so many layers. But some of the red flags that I saw straight from the beginning, first of all, I don't believe in channeling. And that's just me. I think that, and I've said this before, when you're, um, there's a lot of like healers and people who will say things like, you know, call in Shiva or call in Shakti or, you know, call in these gods to yourself. I don't believe in that. You are a divine vessel in your own. You can see these qualities of other gods that you want a reflection of within yourself. But by you calling in, you are allowing an entity outside of yourself to take over yourself. Is that really what you want? I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to bring awareness. Is that what you want? I don't appreciate spiritual healers who don't create a safe space in which it's taught that you are your embodying force. Learn how to hold and harness your energy. You don't need to bring in other entities in order to be whole or healed. A lot of times by bringing in other entities, you are bringing in also other traumas. Traumas that don't belong to you. Traumas that are not yours. So a lot of complaints that were coming out of the retreats and the the healing sessions that she does, uh, because she will do channeling and I found it interesting that she doesn't channel anyone through herself. And this is where it comes in with being a cult leader. You're having basically your people who are a part of your community be that connecting force. So you're using your people in your community and having other energies, other entities channeling through them to get a message across to the person that you're attempting to heal. What energies are attached to that person who's not attached to the person who you're trying to heal? The waters get fucking muddy. They get really fucking muddy. There was one gentleman who was complaining on there how he... Because some of the, the practices that they'll do is almost like a reenactment. And you'll watch your family dynamic of you as a child played out through these other people. So you're watching as a third person and you're seeing a group of people within this community play out a scene that may have happened in your childhood, okay? The problem is, is that a lot of people are watching these scenarios being played out and taking it as all and complete truth. So one guy made a statement of he, he was accusing his dad of sexually assaulting him and didn't realize until later on he actually had never been sexually assaulted by his dad. But through going through this process of shadow work and channeling that Teal Swan was hosting, it set an impression on his mind that that is why he was struggling in the ways that he was because this happened to him as a child, but it wasn't accurate. That's not actually what happened to him as a child. He just became more and more caught up of, you know, well, we went and did this channeling sermon. We, you know, you, you have the holistic drugs, you have these, these, um, rituals that you do. And so because of all of that, it must be true. No, you're bringing in so many other energies. There's so many other attachments. And I want to make that so, so clear. Not all of it is yours. Not all of it is yours. And also the other thing to consider is you could be channeling 
a generation back. You could be channeling two generations back. So you could be watching something thinking that your father molested you when in reality your father was molested by his father and you were never touched as a byproduct of that. But now you're going and you're accusing your father of all of this when he knows for a fact that he's never done this to you because that was done to him as a child. So you see how all of this can just get really fucking crazy really fucking quickly? And where does your mind go after that because you've literally created a visual by watching people act this out then you get certain types of drugs involved whether it be like ayahuasca or whatever the frog poison stuff is you get all of these other layers added in there and you are creating within your mind the roadmap of this being something that happened you are creating the memory And your brain is naturally going to fill in the pieces whether it's true or not. And that shit's fucking dangerous. That is so, so dangerous. Because it's not accurate and it's not yours. And this is why I just continuously am going to repeat in as many episodes as I need to. Stop like gravitating towards a person to be your person who is the one who has all the answers for you. Because it's not true. And in this human experience that we are all having, the point is to see that we are all flawed, accept one another anyway, still do it through loving awareness, but you don't have to take everything that they're saying as true and as whole. So like, please, 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 please be weary of people who are so quick to do blood magic, quick to do rituals, quick to do things that don't feel right within you. Always ask yourself first, does this feel right? And if in any moment you're feeling like you're pressured or you're feeling like they're trying to coerce you into thinking that it's something that you need, but you have that feeling, listen to that because that's your intuition and that is the only connection that is ever going to be 100% whole and accurate for yourself. And even when it's wrong, it's not wrong. When you feel like it's wrong, it was probably just guiding you into having a better understanding of your own intuition. So say, for instance, you go out and you uh, have a bad feeling and instead you went home. So you you listen to your intuition, you went home, but then you're at home and you're like, "Mm, I should have stayed out. Maybe it was just fear. Maybe it was, but guess what? Now you're having that moment of awareness. And now next time you can be one step closer to truly having that, that tight bond with your intuition. I said it before, it's the language that your soul is speaking to your human experience. So be okay with learning that. Don't be okay with someone else telling you what is right or what is not right. You know, and no one knows other than you. Like, sovereignty is fucking huge in my book. Sovereignty over your body, sovereignty over your mind, but you can't get there until you learn how to communicate with yourself internally and externally. So the channeling was the first red flag for me. Um, it was a red flag for me because it scares me because I know what channeling can do to people and I've seen what it can do to people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who make a lot of fucking money running these treats to heal you. When in reality, a fucking bubble bath and 
having a conversation with yourself and being okay with understanding the loops that are going through your mind and allowing yourself to communicate with yourself enough to the point where you can play out the loops that are happening within your mind for yourself in your mind or writing it down or whatever but also understanding that just because you're playing out these thoughts in your mind doesn't mean that physical action needs to be put forward in your physical reality that's why we've been gifted with such strong minds but that's also why they're so fragile because as soon as you start thinking that because you thought something it means that you have to act on it you're losing all aspects of your self-mastery and in my opinion life is about learning how to get really a very strong grip on your self-mastery on yourself on your sexual energy um on the entire frequency of what you're putting out into the world so the other thing that I saw which really ties in the fact that this is Teal Swan is a wounded wounded woman like through the documentary you get to see that at a very young age, she was basically demonized for being someone who understands the ether, understands communicating with entities that are outside of our human visual, in a sense. Um, she's been to mental hospitals. She's been to all kinds of therapists, all kinds of uh, different types of treatment because her parents did not know how to handle the type of awareness that this child had has um and so that led into her being sexually assaulted by someone who was in essence supposed to be a person who was there to help her and so for a huge chunk of her childhood she was just assaulted and not seen at all then she met someone I believe his name is Blake and that was essentially one of the first relationships that she describes as saving her. It was one of the first people who she was able to trust. Um, and that's huge when you're someone who is is deeply wounded physically and learning how to um, exist without being banished and exist without being shunned for the things that you know. Uh, because a lot of her messages speak very, very true. They really do. So through this, you kind of get to see the dynamics of the relationships that she has in her life. So it started with Blake, and then from there, they got a very clear visual of, of what they wanted to do, how they wanted to drive what it is and how they do their healings and how they help people and all of this. Because there are a lot of people who have been helped by her. Like, don't get me wrong. When you are someone who has been in the pits you understand and you resonate with people who are currently hurting and you know what to say to also help them out of it because you've helped yourself out of it. But the thing about the internet is you don't always get the eye-to-eye connection and some of her messages are a little too strong to just be thrown out onto the internet. Because you don't always know who's receiving it. And that's a lot of what they were talking about in the documentary too. Like not necessarily watching out for those aspects of it. Or not being um, vulnerable that that is definitely a possibility that you could be driving someone to the fucking deep end. Without being able to be there and hold their hand through it. 
So through the development of their network and their community and growing this brand that is Teal Swan and having their goals of hitting all their followers and all the numbers and bullshit and whatnot. She's growing a community and these people become family, obviously, because they want to be a part of it. They know what she's doing. It's not like, you know, they're being locked in a dungeon and not allowed to talk to other people or anything like that. But, you know, like I've I've worked places where I've the owner has definitely been someone who like expects a lot from you if you're going to be working there because, you know, they view that business as their child, as their baby. They view that business as everything that is who they are. And you're either a part of helping it grow or you're not. And for some people, that's very exciting because it's like, cool, yes, I want to be all in for a cause. But people want to be all in for a good cause. People don't always want to be all in for something that's going to be damaging to people. And like I said, when you're not willing to take in information and criticism, you are going to be damaging people. So through the course of this documentary, and I'm going to get to the reason why I think she made this documentary, which is... (laughs) Um... So Blake was her romantic relationship for a couple of years, but then that morphed into something that was platonic, but they still lived together. So they've been living together for, I think she said, 17 years. And she had relationships afterwards. She had a child afterward. Blake basically raises that child as a second father. So Teal Swan has very much, in my eyes, created, like, I'm not joking when I say I think she's a platonic dom daddy. That's what I think she's created within her household. Like, it is a platonic, contractual, um, not obligation, but agreement that these people have with her. And I think that that's how she views it. And I think that's why she doesn't see herself as a cult leader. I see her as cult leader slash dom daddy. (laughs) I think I'm so funny. Anyway. So through the progression of this documentary, uh, we see that Blake obviously wants to extend his relationship to someone who can truly be in partnership with him. And when this happens, the documentary takes a turn because you realize that there are very, very wounded aspects to who Teal Swan is. And I think that she really believed that she could keep Blake right next to her hip without being in a sexual relationship and always have this unspoken manipulation over him. I don't think she'll ever see it as manipulation, but it definitely is. And if you watch the documentary, you can see the way that she speaks to him, especially towards the end as he's growing his backbone and he's learning how to essentially say no to her. You see aspects of her degrading him or... um trying to do it politely very passively degrading him by saying things like I think you're weak and I think that you this and I think that you that and these type of people you have to be so cautious of because they don't view you as valuable unless you're giving valuable value to them and the moment that you stop giving value to them they they're so quick to degrade you and that's dangerous it means that they themselves are running from their own shadows and you may be trying to show all of these other people how to heal but do not forget that the journey of healing never ends it is never ending it is a constant state of learning and growing and taking one more step up the stairs of understanding yourself 
to your higher consciousness level. So Blake brings in this woman and you immediately see the energy of Teal Swan change. She's got this guard up. She's always had a little bit of it up, but now she's got it up even more because she knows that she could potentially be losing Blake. And she says repeatedly in the documentary, this is the person who I trust. This is the only person I've ever trusted. And she views this other woman coming in as someone who's trying to disrupt her entire community. I saw it as something different. I saw it as this woman's coming in to show you the aspects that you are lacking within your own femininity. And if you are to view this and grasp it and learn how to use it to your benefit and grow from having this other person around you, it would have elevated her community. It would have turned her community from instead of being a cult into being a community but she didn't see it that way. She saw this woman as someone who was coming in to either take what she has, destroy what she has. Um, yeah, I think I think she just genuinely viewed her as one of those two things. And one of the last episodes, uh, she actually had like a powwow circle with this woman and completely had other members of the community also degrade her right in front of Blake as well. And it was hard to watch. Because you could see Teal writing as she was having the other members of the community say what they thought this woman thought of Teal without what, what she genuinely thought but wasn't speaking. And as this was happening, she was uh, writing down. And the way I see it is she was, she was channeling. She was channeling. She was mind reading. She was trying to psychically decide what this other woman thought about her the other issue with that is you are now also imposing an opinion on the other person so there's going to be aspects of those things that you wrote down that the other person wasn't necessarily thinking but now they can't help but think because guess what you just projected all the things that you actually think about yourself and all of the awareness because everyone's a mirror that you actually have about yourself and you tried to put it on this woman as being someone who was coming at you. But in reality, these are the things that you are noticing about yourself. And you're just not ready to accept that you may be living in this way that is a bit toxic. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say that Teal Swan is dangerous. I don't think she's dangerous unless you allow her to consume your mind. No one can be dangerous to you unless you, you know, unless you actually allow for that. We are powerful enough in our own sovereign energy <laughs> to not allow that. And that's where it comes in of, of what I was saying about learning how to communicate with your own intuition first. Because then these people can't affect you or hurt you or cause damage to you because you're learning your own brain, how your own brain works, how you process information, how you accept, receive, and allow that information to affect your life. She even went so far as to say in one of her last episodes that if she felt that the community truly knew um, this other woman's intentions that they would want her dead. Those were her actual words. <laughs> and I thought that was really fucking extreme because this woman, in my opinion, 
I feel like she came in to the community truly wanting to be a part of something better. And Teal Swan saw her as a challenge and saw her, honestly, she probably saw aspects of Teal Swan, she probably saw aspects within the other woman that she didn't embody herself. And that's why I'm saying if she would have taken that woman coming into her community as an opportunity to embrace her own femininity, because that's what it was. She was being shown what parts of her feminine she is not allowing herself to live in because she's so consumed by her masculine. She's so consumed by her doing, by her action, by putting all of that forward. There's no space for her vulnerability. And I think that through this documentary, what we're seeing is her struggling with losing Blake because that is the commonality that we see within, I'm pretty sure she says it in every episode, Blake is the only person she's ever trusted. This person she's lived with for 17 years is now leaving, is now no longer a part of her life, and she views this other woman as the enemy because of it. When in actuality, she is her own worst enemy because she's not willing to let anyone else in. She's not willing to be challenged. She's not willing to allow anyone else to see her and I think that's also why she doesn't do any of the channeling herself because she knows that her demons are too strong and it will completely change the outcome of the channelings that they're doing and so that's why she's using the people who are part of her community to do it. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was so, like, shook watching this documentary because, you know, you don't realize the depth that people will go to for, like, is it for likes? Is it for the following? Is the following her goal? Or is helping people truly her goal? Because I feel like the two can get very convoluted. I feel like the two can really um make it difficult for your message to be clear if your intentions are to be this huge well-known whatever but you're not willing to take it slow so you make sure you do it right and you make sure that you're not hurting people in the process then i'm sorry you're so fucking woke it's fucking blinding okay and i'm not here for it I'm not here for it. I don't like cult-like behavior. I don't like extremist mentality. I don't even like fucking labels. So we'll call this one a quickie with Teal Swan. (laughs) I think next week I want to formulate. I think I am going to record an episode next week. I will be consistent on this. I'm speaking it now, so now it will have to happen. Um, But I want to do a questions episode. I want to bring back in a bit of the sexuality. There's been a lot of craziness going on in the world. Um, And so I want to record a fun episode for you next week. Um, I love and appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to me ramble. I hope this made sense. I hope this helped you. I hope that you can take some of this information and apply it to some of the the gurus in your life and see if you're over-worshipping or see if you're able to decipher what information is necessary for you versus what information is not necessary for you. Um, Yeah, I love and appreciate you all. Keep your mind strong. Um, If you have any questions for me, if you want to talk to me, just press foreplay at yahoo.com. You can email me there. I'm still on Reddit. I don't really go on there too much just because 
the world is wild right now and I don't really want to play with, uh, I don't really want to play in the mud. I don't want to play in the mud. If you have something constructive, something impactful, I want to be a part of that. I don't want to be, you know, looking at all of these memes that are just like nonsense. I'm kind of over it right now. Um, I want to help people be healthy in their mentality and I want to, you know, do that through my own vulnerability because that's really the only way that I know how and I honestly feel like that's the only way that we can actually be constructive for one another by being 100% genuine, honest, and authentic in the way that you're living, in the way that you're experiencing, what you're seeing, how it's affecting you, and how you can do better next time. I think that's all. If you want to buy merch, you want to support the stickers, you want to support us in any way, website justpress4play.com. You can find all the buttons and the fun things there. Again, my name is Susie, and thanks for listening.